to have the efficiency as goalkeeper. I think on the base you need a good technique because also if you good if you do a good decision on a on a game situation, higher the the level also of the strikers or they they are. You need also a really good technique for sure. Yes, to have a, a good save in this moment. Today's episode is presented by Goalkeeping.com. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the Gloves On podcast. We're your hosts, Marcus Sundin, and alongside me is Alexander Brams, as always. Today, we're joined by a new guest, goalkeeper coach Sven Koenig. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome and uh, thanks for the invitation. It's a pleasure to have you on, Sven. Your uh, current position are the U21 goalkeeper coach for Switzerland. Um, so we are very very excited to have you on to talk a little bit about youth goalkeeping, of course, because you work with some of the greatest talents within Switzerland, within the goalkeeping position. And the main topic is going to be the tactical behaviors of goalkeeper. In your opinion, and obviously Alex and I will jump in with our opinions as well. But before we jump into the main topic of today, can you talk us through a little bit about your background, first of all, within goalkeeper coaching and also end off by talking a little bit about your daily work as a U21 goalkeeper coach for a national team. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I'm first of, first of all, I was a, uh, I was goalkeeper too. And uh, after I changed to goalkeeper coach after my active career as a, as a goalkeeper and um, I began with the house teams. And at the same time, I did also the first squad uh, for um, for Switzerland clubs, and uh, it was a special thing. A lot of a lot of experiences I can took in this uh, in this uh, about six years, and then I became the chance to to join uh, the Swiss Football Federation, and uh, it's a big pleasure because it's a uh, um, a lot of great persons as first uh, to work with. And, and also great keepers um, to do a little part of their evolution. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a big pleasure for me. And uh, now, yes, uh, how you see my clothes I'm on the road with the 121 national team. Uh, we have two important games uh, this week against Wales and uh, the Netherlands. And um, yes, really excited. Uh, now to have time to talk with you. So uh, also the the topic, it will be interesting. And I'm interested yeah, awesome. in your opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome that you can find time uh, in your busy schedule, of course, to to join us today for for a chat about goalkeeping. It also shows that it all comes down to passion because uh, we can always find time to talk more about goalkeeping, even though you are on the road working with your goalkeepers and all that. But uh, can you talk us through a little bit about, for example, how you prepare for, for the upcoming games in the weekend with your with your goalkeepers? Because obviously with your goalkeeper, sorry, not your goalkeeper, but with your uh, head coach, you have obviously selected a goalkeeper squad traveling with you guys. Can you talk us through a little bit about 
how you select who's the the best performing talents within your position within your nation at the moment and how then you connect them into preparing them for for the games like you have in the upcoming weekends mm. yeah so yeah, i think it's a process that uh, i'm i accompany the the keepers for a long time already so i know them i know them um in the squad of goalkeeper coaches we we talk about the potential also which one is is maybe also the possibility to join the first national team and then uh, yes it's a really close a really, a really close relationship with with the head coach and the other uh, specialists assistants and we meet uh, we meet a lot of time before we come together um, not only to talk about um, the 23 or 24 players and the three goalkeepers, but for sure also also the principles and uh, and how how we will attack the the two games, the next two games. And uh, yes, on Monday they begin the the really work uh, on the keepers. Um, before them, they they played the weekend, so. Uh, was in contact with them, how they feel with their goalkeeper coaches as much. So, and on Monday we find together, and uh, yes, we began the work on the pitch with uh, uh, with the ideas from the head coach how to 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 how to go in these two games, or maybe one now in the first game against Wales um, in the offense and how in the defense. And we know the we know uh, also our adversary, so it's a um, yes, it's a fully days with a lot of meetings, but it's it's cool to work in a in a staff in a technical staff and also all the other guys uh, close like this. Yeah, very interesting because uh, what came to my mind was that Alex and I earlier this season on the podcast had. The Finnish national goalkeeper coach um, Antinimi on the podcast talking about how it is being a national team goalkeeper coach um, and also how he selects his goalkeepers and how he works on camps going into World Cups, European Cups and, and all that. But I could imagine it's in a way the same for you uh, with, your, with your U21 goalkeepers. But the only difference is that Obviously, you have to select within an, a certain age group where Antti, he could pick within the whole country. So I wonder if you have any connection with the with the first team as well, with the actual national team. If you obviously, if, let's say you have this young goalkeeper, 19 year, years old, he's competing for, for a spot in the, for the first national team. He's obviously not available for you guys in, in the U21s because he had to be in the national team squads. Um, it's obviously not the case right now because you have Jens Sommer, who's uh, an amazing goalkeeper. And, and I think we should talk a little bit about him in, later on in the podcast as well because Alex and I always come back to him as well as a prime example of being a shorter goalkeeper. But to, to be within, within topic, do you have... Connection isn't the right word to use, but do you have any communication with uh, the goalkeeper coach from the from the national team? Yes, we we work really really 
close together because uh, we are in three persons um, for all uh, concerning goalkeeping in Switzerland. And we are uh, in three that we do everything. So it will be the education of goalkeeper coaches. There is a uh, visiting the clubs and uh, visiting the talents, Swiss talents uh, in the um, clubs in Switzerland, but also this one who already gone gone in, in other countries. And so we are daily in contact with uh, uh, with our now coach, uh, goalkeeper coach of the first team is Patrick Folletti. We are uh, we are um, daily in contact, and uh, we know everything, <laughs> or maybe everything, from each other. So it's a, a really good cooperation. Okay, very very interesting. Um... But if we jump into obviously the topic for today, which was tactical behaviors of a goalkeeper, um, I wonder how you see it because obviously I know that the physical abilities is often something that a lot of goalkeepers out there see as the most important thing that you have to be athletic, you have to be tall. A lot of people think that a proper goalkeeper is, is the tallest, which is not the case, but a lot of people always go in to see that. Are you fast on the line? Are you dominating the air? But it's not all about, obviously, the physical abilities. The tactical behavior of a goalkeeper is also very important. Can you read the game? Can you be a part of the team? Can you communicate with your with your teammates? Um, but how do you see this when you, when you decided that we're going to talk about this topic today? Why do you find this? an important part of, of goalkeeping, because if you ask me, it's a very, very important part of goalkeeping. Yes, maybe I, I would like to to start with a, a provocative question. Like uh, you, you, you speak about the physical abilities hmm. and also uh, technical skills, but which one for you maybe is the, is the right one? Is this one from Oblak? Is this one from, from Buffon, from Neuer? from Alison Ederson, from Ter Stegen. I think they're all different. They're all different in, in their height. They are all different in, in, in uh, technic uh, technical skills. So uh, for me, it's the, the most important thing to choose um, the key, the key who, which one they have in common. And for me, it's the, it's the, tactical, uh, the tactical behaviors. Um, uh, in world decisions, a lot or maybe uh, much of their decisions are good. So maybe that's the common thing, not the not the the, the physical abilities, not the technical skills, because because they are all different. Ter Stegen isn't Oblak, so um, but their decisions also they move in other. Uh, in other po uh, the positioning is is is, is not the same uh, like um, from uh, maybe from Ederson or from Alison like Neuer it's another stuff but i think that the decision making the decisioning of these goalkeepers is really really good and that's why they are world class yeah i think we even had a guest on earlier uh, i can't really remember who it was that mentioned that 
he said that the most important part of goalkeeping was decision making. And we even have a quote that even with the, I have to say this right now, but um, even with the wrong technique, you can still make the save if you make the right decision. Um, it's not said in that way, but it, it means that if you don't, not even if you have the, the wrong, the, sorry, the wrong technique, you can still make the save because you have made the right decision. So what I'm trying to, to say is that decision-making is really, as you say, what separates amateurs from, from pros, I think also we go into talking about mindset being a, a huge part of, as well. But if we talk about abilities, uh, decision-making is definitely something that separates the world-class goalkeepers out there, which we have had guests noticing mm -hmm. and mentioning on the podcast as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, for me, uh, for sure, it's a, it's a, it's the point, uh, a most important thing um, for for being to have the efficiency as goalkeeper. I think on the base you need a good technique because also if you good if you do a good decision on a on a game situation, higher the the level also of the strikers or. They, they are. You need also really good technique for sure. Yes, to have a, a good save in this moment. But we, in the same in the same situation, we need also to talk about the offense, um, which is to understand spaces and maybe to to recognize spaces, to create new spaces as goalkeeper in the offensive, where I, where I have to go. And uh, that's the thing, the long ball or a five meter pass or a 10 meter pass for sure, you need to arrive in a, in a Premier League in every country, uh, in other in, uh, world class left and right. But for sure, you need to recognize the important thing to value, maybe the dangers and maybe the opportunities. And these two things, I think, it's also when we talk about the world-class keepers, uh, uh, important key. And after now, uh, I, I talk about the world-class keepers. And you think why? Because in the end, for me, uh, in daily work, uh, it was in clubs in Switzerland, or now with the national team under twenty-one. I have to bring it. I have to bring it on the pitch in the goalkeeper training sessions. I have to, I have to give experiences in this manner on, on my goalkeepers. Yeah, super interesting. And, and to continue talking about tactical development within goalkeepers, how do you teach the the goalkeeper tactics, uh, I can say it's a personal example. I, my goalkeeper trainer, he always, like, we, we learned technique, we did this, and then we talked tactics. But also, when growing up, we were in the games with our outfield players. Whenever we had a tactical uh, training, we were in goal, and it was, yes, extremely boring because we were just standing still and talking, but it is necessary to understand the tactics of your team. So you have the red line all the way from goalkeeper to striker. And that's how I learned to be a, a good tactical goalkeeper. And obviously listening 
to the tactical meeting, being in with the meetings, whenever the goalkeepers are having a meeting, uh, whenever the defenders are having a meeting, the goalkeeper should be there. When the midfielder is there, it should also, because I need to know where my player should be in case he forgets during a game. Absolutely. So to, to practice, to bring it on the, on the pitch in training sessions. So for me, it's first I can begin uh, where I put my, my, my goalkeeper training. So um, the, to do first 10 rounds around the pitch or uh, running from 16 meters to the other 16 meters, I don't have nothing about goalkeeper tactics uh, done. So I put already my keepers in the positions where we have to move also in the game. So um, 10 dives right, 10 dives left. I think uh, the, the, time, uh, the time has changing. But if I have to do it, do it where it happens in the game also. And, and so I have to to create exercises that are close to game situations so and maybe also to to put references that we like that our goalkeepers read and understand and on these references he read he take a decision so for me in the analytical or specific goalkeeper training I can only do much of things, but now uh, what you spoke about also is I need to integrate my keepers also in team tactics. So I have, as a keeper, uh, they have to know the principles of the head coach with his, his outfield players. What they have also for do a good coaching for them, I need the ideas of the team. And then, as goalkeeper coach, it's much important. Then, then I will accompany my keepers when they when they reach the when they join the team when they join the team in in a training session, because there I have really these references like um, um, player against players with me, uh, spaces, open spaces. Um, Close spaces, so there I have. I can really, really, the the coach my keepers on decision taking. So um, it's much important to 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 accompany my keepers when the, when they when they join the team to give a good coaching. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, absolutely makes sense to to get your keepers in that position and to to have that game-like goalkeeper practice. We've had so many talks about that and, and what really is game-like goalkeeper training. Uh, it's, it's not knowing 10 times in a row, as you say, that you have to go to the right side, but that's, that's more of a, a technique training. So what, is, what could, if you could picture frame it for the listeners, what could a session be for you, which is game-like situation? I have to I have to read football I have to see games so I took a situation where I where I saw maybe in the Champions League on, on Tuesday night and I 
I began to where the, the situation is starting. Uh, maybe um, the pass from, uh, um, I don't remember who, is Mbappé running on the goal. And then for me, it's also tactical behavior. I see that Alaba, maybe he closes an angle. He don't go in the duel. So I put my goalkeeper maybe in a higher position. Mbappé is running with, with the ball. He has falling down a little bit deeper in his, in his space. And I put uh, maybe the third or th uh, the second or third goalkeeper as a defender to know uh, how um, how the decisioning will will be if Mbappe push the ball once um, more into the the 16 meters or closer to to me, maybe it was the right thing for Courtois to going out. So it's important to see football, to see football, and then I will come. Uh, I will I will build up my training from the warm up until a, uh, until an uh, uh, an exercise where the keepers doesn't know where the ball is coming. So, but I try to 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 build up an exercise who who was really seen in in a football game. It can be in in seventh or sixth league uh, national, or it can be the Champions League. And I can, I can I can do it with with my with my qualities as goalkeeper coaches and for sure for the level of the keepers I train. Yeah, and, and talking about that, we obviously nowadays have so much, I wouldn't call it content, but we have so much video material out there games when we can analyze and use it as example of on how to do it this way or not to do it that way and how can we improve the mistake we made and and all that and i've always wondered actually you as a goalkeeper coach obviously see the game from from the outside you can watch it over and over again on uh, on video you can write down minutes within the game where you your goalkeeper is in, in action did it do it the proper way or should he do something differently i've always wondered how much do you sit down with um, first of all your whole goalkeeper squad but obviously the one that's that's playing do you sit down with with him and watch the whole game or do you prepare yourself beforehand and you write down let's say five points in the game where you look over those situations with your goalkeeper how much do you do you use that with with your goalkeeper squad um for me and are different ways um to to achieve the goal uh, that the, the that the goalkeepers can perform so one is i can i can see and show and analyze videos of maybe some typical characteristics of the next adversary and game situation that they came mostly of uh, of the next of the next uh, adversary so i explained them first uh, that we we do this exercise game situation training really based based on 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 this topic um on the other side on individual uh, analysis with goalkeeper what he's done um, 
as you 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 said it right you can see 1000 of things in every training we filmed we can we have databases of a lot of information and it's i think it's it it do it much richer but um i think i can see a training of three goalkeepers um, I see but in every goalkeeper's maybe 15 things that aren't good, but I have three times another approach to the goalkeeper because it depends also on the person that I have in front of me. So maybe it's one, he's, he feels really good. I can, I, can, I can go on him with, with, with a lot, maybe with criticals, with... Uh, with things that we talked already uh, six months ago, that uh, to search a way to do it better, to improve, uh, and maybe there is another an, another guy. Maybe he came out of uh, not a good game or two not good games, and uh, I will help him. Uh, our job is to help the guys to progress or to do a good performance on the weekend. So, with all the database, with all the video. I think I have to know which person I have on the other side and how um, how it will be the approach to bring this message or maybe to don't bring it for one week or one session is not a problem. Uh, if I feel he have to be is himself, I have to be maybe a part of him. Uh, on the side to, to to put me on the side, and if he has he needs to come, I will be there. But I think to understand um, the goalkeepers, um, that's the most important thing because datas today you, you will find you have. Yeah, and and even our episode we launched last week was actually with with a guy that. Is a director of a data company, which they use to look at the data on how goalkeepers performed all over the world, and and it just shows that data is such a big part of of the game nowadays that they look at where you make a mistake and where can you improve. And if you look at the bigger picture, I think it's it's obviously very beneficial looking back at not only video but also at, at data because you can see. You can see where you make mistakes and where you have some some weak spots, and you can you can work on it that way. Um, and along those lines, what you just said about you work with different keepers, obviously. I wonder how your not mentality, but but your approach to to your current position as a U21 goalkeeper coach for a national team. You obviously from camp to camp, from from game to game, you have different goalkeepers. Not only because, obviously, we get older and older, so you can only play on the U21s for a certain amount of time, but also you have, within young, talented goalkeepers, you have goalkeepers that peak at different times. So how is your approach to, first of all, scouting the goalkeepers with your head coach, but also always having a different goalkeeper where, obviously, we have di different techniques we have different approaches within goalkeeping and styles of being a goalkeeper how do you 
incorporate that into your uh, your sessions. Mm -hmm. um, for sure, I think there's also uh, a difference between uh, maybe um, young national teams, competition national teams, and uh, under 21 and um, first squad, because I think now the uh, my big objective is the efficiency, because we are playing. Uh, um, yes, we are playing the qualification, and uh, um, we we work for 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 the European Championship. So, um, first of all, is the efficiency. The luck I have is um, maybe uh, every goalkeeper now. I know them. Um, still they have 16 years so then they know i know them the, the evolutions it's really amazing if if somebody maybe uh, we didn't judge so or valued so so well he it's amazing he do a big pass and he, he will he will achieve so the doors are every time open in the national team for good performances but um i think for a competition team uh, I like because it's a team in team. So uh, for sure, I have to 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 find the balance between. Uh, I think every keeper and the country they 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 like to have the three best keepers under twenty one in the under twenty one national team. But I think also to to to. To be competitive, we say it in English. To to do a, to have good results, the, they have to be a good uh, harmony uh, of, of these three keepers. So it's not for sure that every time the best three under twenty one keepers have to be nominated because they bring an energy to the team. They they have uh, they have an energy um, inside. Um, with me in four people, so I like for a competition team also to, to pay attention on this. And uh, I think now we have a. There's not so much that we have really difficult persons as goalkeepers because they everybody lovely, so no problem. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think that's that's very interesting because I know from the Danish national team. They focus a lot on having harmony within the goalkeeper squad, and um, that's a big part of it. But I didn't know that it's also something that you focus on on a U21 because I, I just thought that you picked the three biggest talents within the age group if they weren't on the on the competitive national team, and then you pick them and then they could fight for the spot in a way. But I think it's very interesting that you also focus on having the right chemistry because. As goalkeepers, we know that it is important. Obviously, we all fight for the number one spot, but it's even more important to have a, a good training environment because that's where you improve. And if you don't have a great training environment, that's where I think that a lot of goalkeepers take a few steps back instead of taking a few steps ahead of their of their development. So I think that's that's a great point that you that you mentioned. But um, here at the end, Sven, we are actually coming to the end of the podcast. 
time goes by fast when you when you're having fun and that's how it always is on on the podcast because we talk about goalkeeping but a big part of goalkeeping is obviously our gloves so due to our name the clubs on podcast we want to ask you what is your current favorite gloves and why oh my favorite club is uh still i'm uh i'm a i'm a little guy is leeds united and I was never there. <laughs> I was never there, but for me, it's a, it was there were such a good players uh, in this time where I where I followed. Um, I began to follow soccer and uh, to follow the international soccer for sure. So uh, um, yes, I don't know. I can't explain because it's not of my parents or somebody else um, that brings to me. But I have uh, some yeah, good. Uh, Good emotions, if I think about Leeds United. Okay, I think that's the first time that we actually talk about favorite team. But the the the, the question was, Sven, he had the favorite clubs, like goalkeeper clubs. What is your favorite uh, gloves. clubs I at the moment? Yeah, gloves. yeah. Ah, no, but that's gloves. perfect. Now we know that you are a Leeds fan <laughs> as well. <laughs> I understand clubs. Sorry. Uh, yes, I played. Uh, I have to pay attention because now our sponsor is Puma, so they have really good gloves. But me, I'm a, I'm a child of Roish goal, uh, goalkeeper gloves. Uh, I had my whole career and I was really happy. Interesting. I have uh, tried a few Puma gloves myself, so you can, even though it's your sponsor and you have to, to mention them, I think that's uh, a valid point, even though obviously such a big brand as 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 Puma, Nike, Adidas, they are expensive clubs for, for younger goalkeepers as well. Um, but that's how it is. Uh, but yeah, Sven, we want to thank you so much for taking your time today and, and sharing your knowledge on, on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it was a pleasure and uh, wish you all the best. You too. And good luck in the, in the games, the, the weekends. Thank you very much. And to you guys still listening out there, please go follow Gloves on Podcast on your favorite social media, leave a review and share this with one other goalkeeper for them to keep improving. Catch you on the next episode of Gloves on Podcast.